Fancy Pants, Heather Dubrow is back for a revamped Real Housewives of Orange County season 16 premiere. Now, later I will share my overall feelings from the revamped first episode and some thoughts after rewatching the last few seasons in today's context, looking back on it in this revamped format. But for those of you who are new, I am Nick Zangle. Thank you so much for being here and let us jump right into the recap and our reactions to episode one of this season. So we start with Heather Dubrow's grand entrance with the slow opening iconic theme music as she enters the hotel of a house she lives in with her husband and children, which is now completed which we actually saw them building the last time Heather was on the show. And as she's walking through, she says, hello, I'm back. Echoing through the monstrosity of a house with a double meaning of I'm back home for her family, meaning I'm home as in mom, and also meaning she's back on the show. So I thought that was a really smart way to reintroduce her to us. Now in her first confessional of the season, Heather tries to recall how many rooms are in her house, and we also get to catch up with the Dubrow family from their kitchen table, as you see here, as their chef, Nick, makes them pizza. We see Katarina is almost 15 and plays tennis. She's on the end. Then we have Coco, who is now 10 and is a second-degree black belt. Nikki is the—there's lots of Nicks here and Nickies and things, so anyways— bear with me, is almost 18 and is interning in the real estate world. Max is also almost 18 and researching for college admissions essays. Now, the family addresses the fact that the twins are turning 18 very soon. And Terry, Heather's husband, and Heather are asking what turning 18 means to them besides being a legal adult and being able to vote. And Max seems to be hinting at something more grown up, but her brother and her parents weren't really picking up what she was putting down. Now, this opening scene was a perfect reintroduction, in my opinion, to Heather, and it is wild to see Heather's kids more grown up since we had a longer break between seeing them on the show and a break during the very transformative years of childhood for them, and especially Nikki, their son, who looks like Terry now, which is really weird to see now that he's had his puberty glow up if you will so we'll talk more about the children of housewives a little bit later but let's keep going to gina and emily with gina driving again finally after having her license taken away after her few duis from a few years ago gina then shares a common thought of many drivers which is that bikers on the road are sometimes in the way and think that they rule the road now we get a recap of Gina and Emily's friendship friendship struggles now that they are in a good place as they enter the Pilates studio after a season last season of not being able to film in locations like this inside because of the pandemic. Now, Emily says she actually hates Pilates, but she's there to support her friend because it hurts her vagina, but so does the Peloton, according to her, even though she likes the Peloton better. Emily then shares about her husband Shane actually passed the bar exam in California so he is now a licensed attorney in California because apparently they lowered the threshold to pass the exam due to COVID last year and so now he's he's licensed and Gina made sure to poke fun at Shane regarding lowering the bar that whole thing that I'll talk touch on in a second but Gina 
then shares that her and her boyfriend are still going strong. And the kids are first in their relationship, which is helping her with co-parenting with her ex-husband, Matt, who we've been along for the ride on, on their struggles as they split up and we're dealing with the fallout from that, including the domestic violence incident where Gina's victim impact statement kept getting delayed because of the pandemic. But she had made sure to point out that during that time that it was getting delayed, their relationship actually got better and they mended a lot of their problems. But having to relive those things to give the victim impact statement so late in the game because of all the delays, she said it brought up a lot of those feelings again. But Gina made a very good point in saying how when her kids grow up, they will know from this that their mom stood up for herself and their dad took responsibility for his actions by saying he was guilty to the judge in the courtroom on record. Now, although that was an unfortunate event that they had to go through and with their family, I think it is really powerful of Gina and her ex to share this on national television. So, my whole reaction to this scene was that Gina joking about the bar lowering the passing score for Emily's husband, I interpreted it as her like saying a short, a short joke to her husband, even though they weren't explicitly saying that. But I also wanted to say that I can relate to Shane's struggles of taking a bar level professional exam, even though I'm in a different field of work in California and how it is not easy. So I respect him for sharing that openly even if reluctantly in support of his wife on this show. And we continue the recap where we are now catching up with Shannon Bedore and, or Shannon Storms Bedore, I should say, and her three daughters, twins Stella and Adeline, are gently pushed by Shannon to look at some clothes that are maybe less revealing and her older sister is thinking the same thing. Sophie, who dresses now a little more conservative as a new Texas student resident. Now, Shannon admits that she is not happy about her control over her kids coming to an end very soon as her youngest are about to be done with high school and maybe go to college or move out. And Sophie then asks Shannon how she would feel if she stayed in Texas forever. Of course, Shannon seems not too happy saying she is afraid of Sophie catching the Zika virus in Texas and her not being able to have kids, inflicting this fear that Shannon has onto her daughter. This is very reminiscent of Shannon as we've known her all these years, especially last season from a hypochondriac stance. Now, let's keep going. and Or actually, the end of the scene, comforting their mom after joking with her that she will be alone in California forever with John as they become empty nesters. Now, on a similar note to what I shared earlier about Heather's kids, I think it is also kind of weird to see Shannon's kids growing up to start looking like their parents. Like you can see David, their dad, and her and and uh, Shannon in their faces, which is really weird. But unlike the DeBro kids who had a longer break between us seeing them on the show, these girls have been on pretty consistently. So it's not as jarring, but in my real life, I've been noticing this a lot lately too, because people are growing up and of course I was that person and you were maybe at some point to someone at some point but anyways I digress so we are now back with Heather going for a hike with her new friend on the show 
or a new friend to the show, I should say, and potentially was supposed to be a full-time housewife, but more on that later, why she is not, Nicole. And they are talking about who to invite to Heather's party catered by Nobu, where Heather invites Nicole to lunch at Nobu when she, the day she's going to plan the event. And we learn Heather has actually known Nicole for eight years and they have daughters similar in age. And this is where Nicole quote unquote organically brings up a new housewife, Noella Bergener. And Heather says, oh, why don't you bring her without any hesitation? This is one of many set up scenes to introduce the new housewives in this first episode, which is common in the new seasons. But then Heather brings up how she reconnected with Shannon who Nicole happens to know via their children as well. Now, Heather recalls some incidences over the years that we've seen on the show between her and Shannon, so we get a little flashback and a montage, and says it is ironic in her confessional that Shannon's maiden name is Storms because Shannon is a storm. Now, let me know what you think of that comment by Heather in the chat or wherever you are tuning in from. just want to check the chat to make sure everyone's good. Thank you so much for sticking around and being here in the live chat. All right, let's keep going where we are now back with Gina and Emily who are visiting Dr. Jennifer Armstrong's office, who is the other new housewife as well. Emily shares that after her hip surgery, she got her breast implant implants removed, which we learned about this at the end of last season and at the reunion. She got a fat transfer to her breasts and a breast lift, as well as a mini face lift. We also learned Dr. Jen was actually at Bronwyn's vow renewal that we saw last season. And Gina said she remembers, and she's kind of um, cashing in her offer by Dr. Jen to come in for some procedures or some work at her practice. So now it appears that Dr. Jen has actually kind of upped her appearance game over last season's appearance because the flashback to that episode last season and her and look in this scene this 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 season looks a lot different now i'm not saying it's bad or that she shouldn't be allowed to just it was just an observation or it could just be her hair is blonder and more done or she's just more camera ready i think that could be as simple as that but anyway she is a plastic surgeon or a beauty doctor whatever she calls it so we'll see but Gina then seemed to be impressed with Dr. Jen being smart and accomplished and doing it in stiletto heels. Not much more to add at this point to say or to say about Dr. Jen because we were just meeting her, but there'll be more later in the episode about her and her family. So back with Heather, who is at Nobu planning her event with the general manager of Nobu. We get then flashbacks to Heather events of the past shown on the show, and we also get a reference to the champagne while Heather says jokingly that she hopes they don't have to break into. This was her way of kind of, I guess, sharing that she has a champagne wall without or having a reason to bring it up without just making it random when it fits in. Heather then shares her concern for having a non-meat option for certain guests, which was nice. And Nicole arrives with Noella, who is meeting Heather for the first time, and we will pause that lunch to visit the other half of the group at their lunch. But before we get into that, the dueling lunches between the two sides of the cast, let's talk briefly about who Noella Bergener is. 
So she is married to Sweet James Bergener, who is the injury attorney, very well known in Southern California with billboards and commercials all, the, all over the place in the greater Los Angeles area. Her mother had a successful law practice in Palm Springs, and her father is a former NBC4 Los Angeles weatherman, Christopher Nance, who I actually learned after watching this episode and talking with people in my life who watched the show along with me, that my family actually owns a signed copy of one of his children's book books from back in the day. And we also know that she was a guest at Vicki Gumbelson's engagement party two seasons ago, which was the finale of that, that season, and also a guest last season of Bronwyn Wyndham Burks uh, at her house. Uh, so later we'll learn a little bit more intimate details about her relationship and who she is, but that's basically the gist of who Noella is as an intro to the season. So let's get back to the dueling lunches, starting with Emily, Gina, and Shannon, who are at lunch at the deck in Laguna Beach. They're all catching up. Emily compliments Shannon's white pants as she arrives, but Shannon seems a little reluctant at first to drink the way Emily wants them to, as Emily seems to be recasting the Trace Amigas from years past, which used to be Tamara, Vicky, and Shannon, which is now apparently Emily, Gina, and Shannon. And this group, in contrast to the other, appears to like to cheers with hard liquor mixed drinks and shots. And Shannon then cheers to coming around as friends after a rough start with Gina and Emily. And it looks like Gina and Shannon actually took a trip to New York City together between seasons and grew a lot closer. Shannon then shares she was going to lunch with Heather at Javier's, which I've been to the Javier's and it's very, very nice and very good, where Gina says she'll be joining her to meet Heather for the first time. Shannon then shares Heather asked if she knew a girl named Nicole James, but Shannon only remembered someone named Nicole Weiss and is trying to wrap her brain if it's the same girl and trying to remember if it's the same one she was close with all those years ago. And Shannon makes a point in her confessional to say, she hopes it's not the same Nicole, which for a certain reason, but we'll find out a little bit later what that reason may be. Now back at the Heather, Nicole, and Noella lunch at Nobu, Heather learns Noella and Nicole met at a private airport bathroom where they hit it off when noticing they were wearing the same bracelet. They went and introduced her... Um, Nicole was introduced to Sweet James, Noella's husband, and Noella shares how she met her husband, where they met online, and then they ran into each other at the Ritz-Carlton, and he asked, or the bartender asked if they were going to have another drink, and she basically said, no, we're going to get a room, and we're going to fool around, and she apparently, after that, fell in love, or they fell in love with each other. Now, she says his Sweet James brand isn't just a brand, he is actually very sweet, and this group, in contrast to the last, cheers with champagne. So Heather shares then that she and Terry will celebrate 22 years of marriage and 25 years since their first date soon. Noella shares she has a sex dungeon in her house. Nicola brings up the hike then that we saw earlier in this episode with Heather. And Heather shares she had a nice phone call with Shannon actually where Nicole reacts with an oh good, which seemed genuine. But Heather then asks her if her name was Weiss at the time. Nicole says yes, so this appears to be an important development we will revisit in a moment. 
Now, my reaction to this whole dueling lunch scenes was it was edited, I think, specifically to show the differences in each side of the group where they want us to see kind of one side drinking champs and a little more elegant and the other a little more messy with the hard liquor and fun and kind of wild side, almost making it a class divide. Not sure if they did that on purpose or they're just poking fun with this the scene. But I do think Dr. Jen seems like she may be a balance of both extremes, which is why she wasn't at either lunch. Maybe it was just three and three. I don't know. So we'll see how that plays out. But let me know what you thought of that scene. And also, I wanted to comment about the sex dungeon comment by Noella, which reminded me of Candy Burris' storyline in Real Housewives of Atlanta from the past about the sex dungeon or whatever. And then Carlton from earlier seasons of Beverly Hills had, I think, a sex room, I remember, from that. So lots of interesting parallels and callbacks and nostalgia pieces there. So let me know what you think in the chat, and then we will keep going. So we are now with Dr. Jen at her home with Jen's nanny, Caitlin, her husband, Ryan, who was playing with the kids outside in a bounce house, and we learned they met at a breakfast bar. They have three kids. Within 15 months of each other, two being twins, Jen then shares she carefully but not very well balances her life running a business and having a family, which clearly Gina did not pick up on as a struggle earlier in the episode. But she shares that she was actually born and raised in Laguna Beach, the setting commonly associated with the OC, kind of iconic area. Ryan, her husband, was a full-time father before his current role in upscale vacation rentals. Now, I've been seeing people pointing out, and I think in the trailer, Jen did as well regarding her husband, which I think will be when people start coming over to her house and she entertains some of the cast, how Ryan, her husband, is hardly ever wearing a shirt. And I'm sure most people either like it or they don't care, but I actually don't think it is that weird, especially in the context of living by the beach in Southern California, where it is common to not really have air conditioning in your house, first of all. And it's not like he's at a fancy restaurant doing this. I'm sure he dresses up when he has to. But some newer construction may have air conditioning in the area, but I'm not sure. But when it is hot and sunny in the area, you take advantage of it because contrary to popular belief, in Southern California, the sun doesn't always come out right along the coast, even in the summer. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been to the beach in Orange County in Southern California and left in like mid-afternoon and, and the sun still hadn't come out or it came out for a few hours and that was it. And so it's kind of the beach vibe and the vibe of the area. So I being from the area thought it wasn't weird, but I, know, I can see how people who aren't from there kind of were like, mm, and he's on camera. People are probably like, what's going on? But anyways, we are now with Gina and Shannon who are meeting up with Heather at Javier's where Shannon shares she was there 12 hours earlier with Gina and Emily where Heather happened to run into them as she was arriving at Terry's office dinner party there where Heather says she paid the bill for them because they dined and dashed after a fuzzy end of the night due to the alcohol kicking in. Anyways, Heather hits it off with Gina right away, both being from New York. And Heather then catches them up on the party she has been planning, followed by inviting them and saying to bring their friend Emily, as Gina asks if she can invite Dr. Jen. Another convenient intro scene, but... It's necessary at this point. But as Heather is recalling who else is coming to her party, she confirms 
to Shannon that she was thinking of the correct Nicole where we, uh, that they were trying to figure out, or Shannon was trying to figure out if that was the right one, where we then head to Gina's confessional spilling the tea on what Shannon knows about Nicole that makes her nervous. We learn that just the night before, Shannon shared with Gina and Emily at Javier's, the same restaurant they're at right now, that Nicole sued Terry Debro, Heather's husband. Now, Heather confirms with Nicole via text. This That was a confessional, so she doesn't know what's going on. What Shannon said about Nicole having had dated Kid Rock at one point. And then Gina appears in her confessional again to not be really into this surface level conversation when she knows Shannon knows something pretty serious about Heather and her husband that she's not sharing. Heather then gets up from the table for a second. And while she's away, Gina asks Shannon if she is going to tell Heather about the lawsuit because she clearly does not know. But Shannon says she made a pact with Gina and Emily to not share. Now, if next week's episode preview is any indication, this is not going to stay between them three for very long. But anyways, we'll have to wait to see how that unfolds. Heather then returns to the table and invites Gina and Shannon to tour her new completed home up the street. And before we go on, let me take a quick sip of water and then I will continue on. All right. As Heather is giving a tour of her house, Gina is like a kid in a candy store reacting as any normal human would to this hotel of a house. You can see her. She's looking up at the chandelier in the entry and like with her jaw to the floor. Shannon, on the other hand, appears to be reacting in a more closed off, jealous fashion, which she clarifies in her confessional is because of her bringing up memories, both good and bad, of her living in that neighborhood with her ex where they built a house together and had many similar features that were kind of triggering her to remember her memories in their house, which is understandable. Now on Watch What Happens Live, Heather said she didn't get the jealous vibe from Shannon in person, and Andy Cohen says basically he thinks maybe Shannon just got a bad edit there. Now the tour ends after a beverage break halfway through in Heather's closet. Now speaking of Heather's closet, after we wrap here, Head to the description of this episode to watch the full house tour. It's on YouTube. So if you're watching somewhere that's not YouTube, the link won't be down there, but it's on Heather's YouTube channel, but wait till the end to go click that. So I thought this scene actually reminded me again why I like Gina because she seems normal. Gina is a what you see is what you get person. There's no front and that's what I like about her. All right. Let's keep going to, we are now at Nicole's house where Noella arrives for a drink and a snack. And we learn more about Noella, who we learn has a two-year-old son, James Jr. Her mom is their live-in nanny. And Noella shares how Nicole actually stood out from every other person she had met in Orange County when she first met Nicole, painting everyone else as a Lululemon PTA Ponytail Brigade member and shares what I said earlier regarding her parents. Noella then shares she feels she has to dumb herself down for others she met, but not when she met Nicole. 
Noella shares she is a good friend to people, but also has some ex-friends referencing Bronwyn. Or at least we got a picture of Bronwyn. I don't know if the producers are being shady or if that's true. Anyways, Noella responds to Nicole complimenting her as a smart, strong woman standing behind a successful man with it also having to do with her bedroom technique and pleasing him, <laughs> where she also shares the specs of her home to rival previous homes of Heather Dubrow, where Nicole says Noella should bottle and sell whatever it is that gives her this confidence. So now everyone is, let me check the chat really quick. Okay, everyone's good. So now everyone is getting ready and on their way to Heather's party where Emily and Gina are FaceTiming from their separate cars. Emily then shares Shannon wants Emily or wanted Emily as a lawyer to dig up dirt on Nicole and Emily calls out Shannon for stirring the pot. Gina shares she feels bad sitting with Heather knowing Shannon knows about this lawsuit and is not saying anything to Heather. Gina and Emily both agree if it comes up, they have no problem being upfront with Heather about this information. We are now at Heather's velvet rope and champagne concierge, concierge button and all where Heather goes on a long rant about the house. Her other friends not on the show arrive. Shannon arrives and meets Dr. Jen after she arrives, saying she doesn't remember meeting her at Bronwyn's Valvernor, blaming it on the alcohol. Gina and Emily arrive then where Emily meets Heather for the first time and they chat about Heather picking up their bill at Javier's. Gina then shares in her confessional the right thing to do in her opinion is to share with Heather what they know about Nicole. As Nicole and Noella arrive dressed to impress as the episode ends and appears to be picking up next week with the shit hitting the fan right away at this uh, party at Dubrow Chateau. So this the season preview at the end of the episode is what was shown in the trailer and I will link that trailer down below from Bravo's YouTube channel as well as the full episode as on the YouTube channel as well for free. And I don't know how much longer that'll be available. So if it goes away, then the link won't work. But anyways, let's see what everyone is doing in the chat. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And I will go into my general thoughts on this episode and what I think the season is going to look like. And then I will go into my brief thoughts on rewatching the last couple seasons in hindsight, what I felt about them. So thoughts on this season so far. I know it's only one episode, but I'm glad Heather came back. When there was still a cast member around from her original run to make the entrance seem more natural especially with the nicole friend she's bringing along who has a connection to shannon too i also think this is a really good group with a good mix of chemistry and history and common interests like a reality show following a group of friends should but it still feels fresh to our eyes to make it interesting to watch while also hearkening back to those earlier memorable seasons of this franchise and so some of these seasons usually you get off to a slow start, but I'm glad this season they are really jumping in right into setting the stage for one of the main storylines of this season regarding the lawsuit involving Nicole and Terry Debro. So I was surprised though on that front that they are showing this storyline because I thought they wouldn't from what I had been hearing because allegedly Bravo and NBC Universal may want to protect the DeBros because they have a long history and Terry does botched on E. But then again, I feel like they had to know 
this Nicole girl was involved in this lawsuit because Shannon knew this and told Gina and Emily right away. So maybe I confused Nicole for Noella when I was hearing the story about someone being demoted in the edit after filming from a full-time housewife to just a friend or a guest, even though she was clearly in all the scenes and a housewife in every way except for the title at this point, because that was maybe the punishment for going against the bros. <laughs> so I must have misheard that or the source I got that information from misspoke on who it was or their names or their names are so close sounding, Noella and Nicole, that maybe because I hadn't met them yet on the show that it was easy to confuse. I don't know. But anyway, I can't imagine they hire her full time and then demote her based on something they already knew she knew was going to come out on the show or maybe their plan to kind of put Heather and Terry in the hot seat through Nicole maybe blew up in their face when Heather appears to react poorly to this news coming up while filming in their home for this event and maybe they needed Heather for they know they needed Heather for this season and so they kind of bent the knee to her to demote Nicole speaking of bending the knee on watch it happens live after this episode Heather responded to live tweets during the episode from former housewife Kelly Dodd, who was tweeting her dislike for Heather wearing too many matching designer label clothing pieces at once. And Heather kind of snapped back saying, she's flattered Kelly is so obsessed with her and it is sad that she has no other content. And to that I wanted to add, I think Heather is actually lucky that Kelly isn't on this season with her because Heather would be in trouble, I think. And back to the bending the knee point, there was an alluding from Heather in many interviews she's done over the years since she's left the show that she wouldn't return if Kelly was still on the cast, which Heather is denying that she got Kelly fired. And although I don't think Heather gave an ultimatum because the powers that be probably don't like being given ultimatums, knowing they were actively trying to revamp OC after last season, maybe Heather did have some leverage and being approached to come back and kind of them painting it as them needing her and some form of an ultimatum or some negotiation on that front worked and maybe the same explanation for that, that Kelly's gone is the same explanation why Nicole maybe was demoted in the edit. I don't know. It seems pretty interesting to, to I would like to know how that all panned out, but Heather did seem to be putting on some actor fake vibes to the camera coming off a little more staged and scripted than her original run on the show but i think it could be just this first episode she was doing kind of the job of introing the new girls to the existing girls which as viewers we need to know those connections for it to make sense and could also be something heather similar to what heather said on watch it happens live of something to the effect of truth is stranger than fiction and this nicole girl maybe ended up dropping this big bomb on the season and surprise that the producers or people didn't know and it kind of just changed things or I don't know, but it could be actually a blessing in disguise for the show. I don't know. Now, as far as the two new main housewives, I like that Noella and Dr. Jen were both born and raised in the OC Southern California area because one thing that bothered me about earlier seasons a little bit of the show as someone who was born and raised in Orange County uh, was that most of the girls being were, were from other parts of the country. 
But then again, I think, okay, Orange County is an immigrant, has an immigrant heavy population, a lot of Asian immigrants and lots of people over the decades have moved there from other parts of the country during the housing boom and the rise of the middle class in California who are seeking the American dream. So I kind of am neutral on that at this point. Now on the brown one front <laughs> from the last few seasons, we mentioned her earlier in this episode, I think it is interesting that Dr. Jen and Noella were both connected to Bronwyn. And it appears that Dr. Jen is still on good terms with Bronwyn. And Noella is not. So I wonder if Bronwyn actually recommended them to the show maybe a few years ago before any falling out. Obviously, Noella was on last season, so something happened after filming. And maybe the producers just revisited that list knowing there was a falling out. And I just kind of wonder what happened with that. And then finally, speaking of last season, some quick thoughts on watching back the last few seasons leading up to this premiere. I think last season in today's context, as we were kind of further removed from the early days of the pandemic, I think last season was actually more fascinating to watch recently than it was at the time of airing earlier this year and last year. Excuse me. And last year. And I think I appreciate it more because it was a real snapshot on how the pandemic was affecting this group of friends that we followed on TV for many years. And it did show that everyone, regardless of socioeconomic status, had questions on what their future holds. And maybe because I'm coming off the Beverly Hills and Potomac, or I should say, I skipped something here. I was going to say also my hot take was that last season's Orange County two-part reunion was better than I remembered. And actually, maybe that's just because I'm coming off of the Beverly Hills and Potomac four-part reunions recently that were kind of disappointments and seemed like a lot of filler. But um, lastly, I wanted to say I think that Elizabeth deserved one more season, assuming that she didn't leave on her own volition because I wanted to actually see her unpack more of what she started to reveal and actually thought she performed well at the reunion, but also at that reunion, she said, she can't believe she's talking about what she's talking about on the show. Tried to justify it by saying she's trying to help people, but maybe that was just too much for her. So that wraps up this recap and react for episode one of season 16 of The Real Housewives of Orange County. Let me know what you think if you're watching on the replay or listening wherever you, wherever you are tuning in from. And I will see you next Thursday, the day after the new episode airs at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for episode two. Until then, make sure to do whatever you got to do to show love for this episode wherever you are watching and make sure to do whatever you have to do on whatever platform you're watching to make sure you don't miss another recap and react. And with that said, I will talk to you in the next one. Thank you so much for being here. Bye-bye.